looking. Bill Michaels Show, we uh, are enjoying the day today. I just got, I was just reading in the Wall Street Journal, completely unsports related today, by the way, in that sense. Um, one of the things that I love during football season, and I loved it this year too, is I always have, uh, you always look forward on Thanksgiving to football and you open up your morning with whatever's cooking in the house or whatever you're doing to prepare to go to somebody else's house with the uh, Thanksgiving Day Parade. It's the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Macy's in financial trouble. And they are now, they've announced they're going to close 150 stores across the country in an effort to start trimming the fat and uh, changing their bottom line. They're trying to turn the company around because retail is not, you know, in, in brick and mortar stores, is not what it once was. And there is a discussion that Macy's could possibly eliminate the cost and sponsorship of the Thanksgiving Day Parade. Can you imagine Grant waking up on Thanksgiving? doesn't matter if the Packers are playing or not. And not having the Thanksgiving Day Parade? I couldn't imagine that. Who would the next sponsor be if Macy's can't pay for it? Oh, Oof. God. You know, like Google. Ugh. You know, something like that. I mean, you know, it's, it'd probably be a tech company or an investment company or something, you know. We've lost but all I, sense of tradition in this country. Yeah, we have. We have, absolutely. Yeah, in a lot of different ways. But that, that, was, that was from the time I was a kid, and I'm sure, you know, anybody in today's day and age, that's what you do. You get up and the parade's on and, um, you know, it's just, I, I will say this, uh, there's a Macy's near me. I love going to Macy's. Love it. Go there all the time. Uh, I, I, it's one of the anchor stores over at one of the malls near me. And uh, I, that's one of the stores you can actually walk around and shop and not, you know, worry about, you know, being mugged in a mall. But that's a great place. Um, I'll, that and then there's, um, there's Nordstrom, both there. And I shop at both of those places pretty much. Pretty much exclusively. Every now and then I'll make a walk down to the buckle or something like that. But beyond that, that's that's it. I'm not, you know, unless I go to a men's shop, you know, and usually those aren't within the mall area. But but yeah, Macy's Day Parade. Uh, and the one thing about the Macy's Day Parade, I will say, is it has become. It used to be just a parade, and now it's a rolling commercial. And NBC has just because they're the ones that hold the rights to it. In my opinion, NBC ruined it, and they made it all about them rather than the celebration of the day that it was. But uh, I still, I still turn it on, you know. And I know there's a lot of pride from a lot of schools in the state of Wisconsin, whether it's the Rose Parade or the uh, Thanksgiving Day Parade, that that get a chance to go there and they get a chance to go and play in New York and and show off to the rest of the country. And I, I think it's awesome, and I, I would hate to see them lose that. But yeah, I would, I would assume somebody else will come along, but you just never know. You know, I mean, Milwaukee doesn't have a parade anymore. They lost sponsorship for that. So now it's usually the outer munis municipalities that have a Christmas parade. But Milwaukee doesn't have a Christmas parade or anything like that anymore. That was always, I think it was always either the weekend after Thanksgiving or the weekend after that, if I remember correctly. But Milwaukee used to have a parade. It was well attended, too. I mean, the weather obviously played a part in it, but it was well attended, and they 
That went by the wayside. Now it's usually the the parades in the outer municipalities that are bigger uh, because of it. But yeah, they don't they don't have one anymore either. Anyway, I just thought that was interesting. I saw that Macy's is closing 150 stores across the country, and there's the threat that if they can't pull this company back to where they need it to be, that they could possibly end up uh, not being able to subsidize the Thanksgiving Day Parade. So interesting stuff out of the Wall Street Journal today. Uh, and the only reason I bring it up also is because this year was so different. I remember, you know, because we did the Packers postgame show on the on the East Coast. So I waking up in the hotel room, and that was it, man. You flipped it on, and you're getting ready, and you're going over the equipment. You're checking the equipment. You're getting ready to to watch football and watch the Packers. And, and I'm, you know, I'm getting over there and, setting everything up for the postgame show and the parade was on, you know, and it was just, it was kind of a, a really cool thing. I, I don't know why I thought it was so cool. It was just cool. It was a cool thing to do. So anyway, uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, please feel free. Go ahead and do so again. 877-867-1670. Uh, Steve Zotke, uh, the Traction Reaction Podcast is going to be joining us next and uh, he's going to talk some racing with us, all forms. You've got, uh, obviously, on the uh, horizon this year, not one but two different Indy races. You're going to have the Indy race that's going to be coming into Road America. You also have the Indy race that's going to be taking place at the Milwaukee Mile this year on Labor Day weekend. Uh, and so that's going to be going on. You've got um, a lot of racing at Road America, for a matter of fact. The ARCA race, I think, is still going to come back during the Father's Day weekend to, Road, or to uh, the Milwaukee Mile, too. So they've actually got a little bit of life that is being breathed back into the track uh, at uh, at the Milwaukee Mile, but you still have everything that's that's cool. The super bikes are coming to Road America. You've got IMSA coming to Road America. You've got the Trans Am Series coming to Road America. There's a lot of good stuff that's going on both places this year. So, looking forward to that. Uh, this is from uh, Jackie. Jackie says, with Rashawn Gary restructuring his deal, did they just push the money down the road? Or are we taking another bad step? No. No, they all they did was convert base salary into signing bonus. That was it. Or yeah, so it saves them. Uh, and it's still the same amount of money. They're just spreading it out over a few years now. So it saves them in essence. Uh, what I read, six million or four point seven million. I can't remember what it was, but it saves them. It saves them money and no so, void years, from what I read. Yeah, and no void years on that. And my my assumption is with the void years that. Nobody wanted it. That the Packers didn't want to do it. Rashawn Gary. Somebody said no. We're not going to do it. Not going to do it. Um, Matt Schneidman uh, is also down at the combine, and you heard earlier when Brian Gutekinds talked about you know a lot of different things with the local media. Brian Gutekinds was asked today about quote chasing the Lions now. And uh, Brian Gutekinds said that. Uh, because the the Lions uh, have not won the division since it's become the North. They won the Central in 83, 91, and 93. But since it's gone to the NFC North, they've not won a division title. And uh, Brian Gutekind very casually said, uh, we've never hung a banner around here for a division championship. It's never been about that. It's a nice starting point. But I think we're always looking for bigger things. I don't think he was taking a shot at the Lions, uh, as Matt Schneidman said as well. But he said we don't we don't hang banners for division titles around here. That's not what this is all about. We put up numbers up top in years for championships, and we've had thirteen of them. We don't, you know, no. <laughs> so 
The Lions have the uh, North Division Championship banner in the Raptors uh, for 2023, squarely there. So he kind of said, "No, we don't, we don't do that here." <laughs> uh, you don't think that was a shot? Uh, I, I can't imagine Goody taking a backhanded shot at the Lions organization. Although I will say, the Lions organization—not this past season, but the season before when they knocked the Packers out of the postseason—there was a lot of animosity. Not necessarily directed at the Green Bay Packers, but at Aaron Rodgers. Remember, it was everybody from the front office to some of the players on the field. Remember when Rodgers lost to them earlier that season in that ugly, ugly game with three picks in the red zone? Uh, Rodgers said we had no business losing to that team. In other words, diminishing the Lions and what they were and, and what they are. And at the end of the year, when the Packers lost and the Lions knocked them out of the postseason, uh, a lot of those guys said, hey, Aaron, you just lost to that team again. And a lot of the front office staff were chirping at, at Rodgers as well. You just lost to that team again. And so there there, there might be a little bit of a uh, a middle finger in the air to, to the Packers uh, for that comment from Aaron Rodgers. But Rodgers is gone. I don't think there's any animosity there. Just my take. I don't think so. I think Goody's point was we're not, you know, when asked about chasing the Lions, he's like, our goal isn't to win the division. We have, you know, we think a lot bigger picture. It's not like we're obsessing with the division rival, which I understand. The way he worded it was a little funny. I actually don't have a problem, by the way, for the record, with, with teams having like one banner in their arena where they put the years where they win the division, like in like in a yeah. high school gym where you have conference right. championships, you're not going to hang an individual banner for everyone. But I don't, I don't think it's a bad thing to have a banner where you list the years you win the division. I don't think that's a bad thing. Um, out of ESPN, uh, Rob Domofsky saying that David Bakhtiari not expected to be med- not expected to be med- medically cleared until training camp at the earliest. So all indications are that his time in Green Bay has come to an end. Now, remember, I asked Mike Clemens earlier when was listening to Goody talk about um, talk about David Bakhtiari, and he said, you know, they don't have to make a decision until they have to make a decision. So, and I asked, I said, are they kind of leaning towards possibly bringing him back? And again, if he's healthy, quality offensive tackles, man, you just they don't grow on trees especially left tackles. So could they do it? I would imagine there's no way in hell, no way in hell they're bringing him back for the money that he's owed this season. But if he's healthy and really far ahead of where he was going into last season, could they? Maybe. I think there's an outside possibility of it. I still think they're going to cut him loose and keep the money and move on. But – uh, yeah, David Bakhtiari apparently not even going to be medically cleared to practice or play up until training camp, which is at the end of July. So that's a whole lot of doctor look and a whole lot of rehab that he's going to have to go through just to prove to somebody that he can do it. And if, if the Packers cut him loose, he's a free agent. But where are you going to catch on? I mean, somebody will take a shot on you, I guess, but it's going to be for a minimal amount of money because of the problems that he's had. But that's what uh, that was what Rob Demosky was saying about David Bakhtiari today. So there you go. Um, 877-867-1670. Let's do this. We'll step out. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk with our buddy Steve Zotke 
uh, and we'll talk with him uh, about, you know, the racing season that's upcoming and such. And I think um, rightfully so, two really fantastic finishes in NASCAR, too, by the way, for the first couple of weeks of their season. Uh, even though, look, I know they now count that stupid race that they have out there in the Coliseum out in California, but that's terrible. That, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a crappy race. Can't stand it. I don't even look forward to it. Not that I'm a big racing fan, but uh, I am a racing fan, but not that I sit down to watch that piece of crap. That, that's, that's garbage. That's like racing in a salad bowl. Nobody wants to see that. So uh, Daytona and the Atlanta 400 this past weekend, both of them really fantastic finishes in both particular cases. Uh, let's do this. We'll step out. We'll take a quick break. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Big Boar Barbecue. Big Boar, B-O-A-R, Big Boar Barbecue, out there in West Salem near La Crosse. I'll tell you, just just the other day, we were talking about barbecue sauces and such, and I was thinking of those guys, and I do have uh, some of their uh, spicy barbecue sauce in my pantry, but the dry rub they have is fantastic. The dry rub, the pulled pork, the mac and cheese, and their coleslaw, I could eat it just, just for that. I mean, their coleslaw is fantastic. Family-owned and right there in West Salem. If you're looking for lunch, great. Dinner, great. Or maybe a catered event out in that area. They do that as well. Call them 608-612-0387, 608-612-0387, or check out their menu. Go to BigBoarBBQ.com, BigBoarBBQ.com. Every time I go to lacrosse, I got to stop in there and grab something, something, anything, just because I got to get my fix. It's that good. That's Big Boar Barbecue in West Salem, Wisconsin. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Hey, reminder coming up Tuesday, April 2nd. If you're making plans, join us. That's opening day, the Brewers' home opener. We're going to be live down at Stenny's, second and national on Walker's Point. And they're going to run shuttles to and from the game. So you can come down. The game doesn't start till 3, so you can come down and enjoy the show. Uh, doors open up at 11. Uh, we're going to do the show down there till 2. Then after that, you can head over to the game, jump on the shuttle, take your beverage, and off to see some Brewers baseball you go. It's going to be a fantastic day. Hopefully the weather is like today because it's 71 right now, and it's just picture perfect So uh, for this time of year. So hopefully the weather is nice and the beverages are flowing and the food is fantastic as always. And we're going to have Kevin Holden from CBS 58, Chuck Freeman from the uh, Locked on Brewers podcast, both going to be there. It's going to be a fun time. Steny, second to National Walker's Point. Uh, and we hope to see you on uh, Tuesday, Tuesday, April 2nd, down there for our opening day broadcast live down there. Looking forward to it. Joining us now, our guy, uh, Steve Zotke. And uh, he's got the Traction Reaction podcast and uh, covers racing all over the state of Wisconsin and throughout, beyond. Steve, how you been, pal? I'm doing fantastic. Let's hope opening day is as warm as today. Right? No doubt. I just went outside and checked the thermometer, and it says 71 on my digital thermometer in the backyard. So I'm, uh, I'm loving it right now with the windows open. Hey, I, I got to tell you, I mean, there, there's a lot of racing coming to the state of Wisconsin. I get it. But, man, two incredible finishes in back-to-back -back weeks for NASCAR. It doesn't get much better than that to start the season, does it? 
Uh, NASCAR got exactly the finish they wanted to with the package, uh, with the aerodynamic and the rules package they put together for uh, Atlanta. Atlanta is an interesting story. It's been around, obviously, since the 60s. And, of course, that's where Al Kowicki, you know, uh, clinched the, the crown back in 1992. They, they tweaked the, the track. They've done some things. It didn't work out. The racing got worse. People didn't like it. And, you know, you got to give them credit. They've been working on it, and they tweaked it again. And then they put a rules package together, which, you know, it, it, it tightens the group. It tightens the racing. And that's what we saw on Sunday. And, wow, what an incredible finish, three wide uh, for the win. And it, you know, it was truly a photographic finish because nobody knew who had won. Right, uh, and that's exactly it. Suarez ends up winning the race. It was three guys crossing the finish line basically at the same time within hundreds of a, of a second, thousands of a second with within each, in each other. It was fantastic. Um, I, I want to ask you, I mean, is it you got the Craftsman Truck Series that's coming to the mile, but you're not going to get the Xfinity Series or the NASCAR Series back into the state of Wisconsin. And what are what are people telling you about that? Do you think uh, there's going to be a return anytime soon, or is this just a one-off year, or is this something that's going to last for a while? This is just a one-off deal. With unfortunately, with NASCAR, with the situation with Road America, that's more more or less uh, just a conflict of how many dates that were open, how many dates NASCAR had open, and also it's the Olympics this year. So with everything coming together. There, there wasn't a lot of movement uh, for, for them to, you know, they, they, they couldn't find a date that worked out for Xfinity up at uh, Road America. And then plus there's still the Chicago race too. How long is that? They are going to do it one more time in Chicago. Uh, the door is open now to return to Road America. Uh, NASCAR in Road America uh, still continues to have a good open relationship and, and Road America has made it clear that uh, as soon as you guys are ready, come on back to NASCAR or come on back to Road America. We'd love to have NASCAR back. Now, here's the one thing that uh, NASCAR races on a lot of tracks that they have an investment in or actually own in many different facets. They don't own Road America. Nobody uh, can tell Road America who to do and what to do and when to do it and all that kind of stuff. Is that some of the things that maybe deters uh, NASCAR full time coming to Road America and announcing it as a regular stop every year? Not necessarily. No, I, I would I would have to disagree because it was it's, it's been was such such a success. Uh, the road course racing has been very good for the Cup Series and that. Uh, it's just a situation where NASCAR is is has wanted to be in certain markets, and and you see that with um, with with them opening up in Los Angeles at the Coliseum. They feel it's very important to be in that market. Same thing with Chicago. They really want to be in that market. They want to showcase themselves to the sponsors. They have a good relationship with McDonald's, which is based in Chicago. They want to continue that relationship. So for them, it's worth the investment, uh, even though they took a loss on it last year and may continue to this year with that race. Uh, it's very important to be in those markets. So let's go to the uh, IndyCar side of things. You got IndyCar twice this year. You've got IndyCar coming to Road America in June, and then uh, over the uh, Labor Day weekend, you're going to have them at the Milwaukee Mile. IndyCar is, I'll tell you this, uh, Steve, you know as well as I do, they got huge support in the state of Wisconsin, don't they? They certainly do. And, uh, you know, wow, from uh, not having an IndyCar here since 2015, now we're going to have three races. 
because uh, the, the Milwaukee Mile race is a doubleheader uh, in 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 Wisconsin, and uh, IndyCar has had uh, is needed and has wanted to add oval racing to their schedule, and they've even added a, an additional one with uh, issues with uh, the Tennessee Titans are building a stadium downtown, and uh, they've had a, a road course race downtown. Uh, IndyCar has been there. That's how they closed out the season last year. They were going to do it again this year. However, because of uh, construction and, and a lot of uh, questions unanswered, they're moving it to the Nashville Speedway uh, just outside of Nashville this year. So the season is going to end up with uh, three races on the Oval to close out the, the, the 2024 IndyCar season. You, you had mentioned uh, they really wanted Chicago as a base, but they don't go to Chicagoland Speedway. What happened there? That is a point. And both of us have been there. It was a beautiful, beautiful stadium. It was just everything you'd want in a racetrack. But it, it, it just, for whatever reason, it it, it, it just kind of escapes us, you know, what and why that didn't work. Uh, unfortunately, I think there was, I don't want to say bad blood, but I'm seeing this with, with Texas, too. Uh, the racing wasn't always the best towards the end. And the same thing with Texas. and But one of the things that both uh, Chicagoland and Texas had in common were, were they, they forced the fans to buy season tickets to all the races, including IndyCar races and, and all the Xfinity races at the time, Bush or whatever it was. And I, I think there are some fans that once that went away and they had a choice, they're like, well, you, you know, you guys stuck us for a couple of years and then COVID comes and maybe they're thinking, well, maybe we don't have to go, but yeah, it blows my mind that Chicago, here they are racing down the streets, which, you know, I, I talked to some, I was in a, for dinner, I had dinner in Chicago a couple of weeks ago and talked to some people who actually lived downtown and saw it. And they, they, they were blown away with by it. You know, the, the spectacle, the, the noise, the, the uh, ricocheting off the walls and that it was, it was quite, the, you know, quite visually, uh, the spectacle. So, you know, I can see both both sides of it. But, yeah, the the Chicagoland Speedway failure is, is just a head-scratcher. All that money they invested, and, uh, and now it's gone. Well, they did the same thing in, what, northern Kentucky, too, right? They, I think they have yeah. just a Craftsman Truck Series down there now, and that's it, right? Yeah, Kentucky was another one, and, and there was a, a kind of a famous photo that was going around Twitter and that of uh, – when when they were having the issues with uh, the cars, uh, not having yeah. the uh, computer chips for the cars, there were thousands and thousands of SUVs uh, parked at Kentucky Speedway. Yeah, that, that's basically dormant. So uh, let's let's talk a little bit about the IndyCar series. And we all know, look, they'll start running, but we're all excited for the Indy 500. It's not race season until the Indy 500 gets here for IndyCar. So talk a little bit about the IndyCar series that's going to be coming to town and what we're going to see this year in the Indy circuit. Uh, it should be interesting. Uh, it, it's the two teams that are at the top, and everybody's pawing up against them. That's uh, 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 Ganassi Racing and Penske Racing. And Penske, has, as they had a couple you know, down years for Penske, which would be pretty much successful years. But, I mean, if you look at what Penske has done recently by uh, winning the 24 Hours at Daytona, they finally got their first pole position at, at the Daytona 500 with Joey Logano. And, you know, they've just... Winning uh, the Indy 500 again, IndyCar championships, they're on an absolute roll, and they look to continue that. So they're the team to beat 
Uh, Ganassi is going to be strong, of course, with Chip Ganassi as ever. And they got some young drivers that 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 they've brought in. But uh, it'll be the 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 big question is going to be McLaren and Andretti. Can they rebound? I think Andretti will. Uh, well, should rebound. They have a strong three-car team, but uh, McLaren also. And can they take some of that engineering know-how and 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 stuff to, and you know, information that they get from Formula One? Can they turn that and and help their IndyCar program? Oh, did we lose Bill? I think we lost Bill, Steve. Sorry about that. I'll try to get. I, I'll try to get All Bill right. back. He does a show from home, and I don't know if Bill told you this, Steve, but Helio Castroneves might be in his home studio coming up later this okay. week. Did he tell you about that? No, he did not. His uh, biggest concern was he would have to clean up the house and make it look <laughs> make it look <laughs> nice. Is that is that a warranted concern? Would you have to clean it up for a big-time IndyCar driver like that? Uh, for Elio, yeah. You know, he's uh, – but Bill, I've, I've been to Bill's house. It's a very nice house. So uh, I, I think if he just – if he wants, he could just if, – especially if the weather is nice – uh, smoking cigars in the, on, the, on the patio would be just fine with Elio. Yeah, that's not too bad. Well, sorry we lost Bill. Uh, on his behalf, I can tell you, Steve, that I really appreciate you coming on. We always mention like racing tangentially, but for hardcore racing fans, there's really no one better in the state than you. So thank you so much for the time. Thank you. I appreciate it. Make sure you tune out, uh, tune me in on uh, YouTube on the Traction Reaction Podcast. Absolutely, and I know Bill will want to shout that out when he's back as well. Thank you so much, Steve. Thank you. Yeah, have a good one, Steve Zotke. Bill just Bill just had to run. The interview, the content was too good. Yeah, Steve, just to be um, uh, like comprehensive, just to talk. He does host the Tra- Traction Reaction podcast. Bill shouted that out. You can find it on YouTube. He writes columns for lots of for Merca magazines, the Harry Miller Club newsletter. You can find him on Twitter at Steve Zotke, Z A U T K Y. If you're a big time racing fan, uh, it's really cool to hear someone with so much passion. Uh, and and so much expertise on a subject. And I am not that person. So uh, definitely go follow Steve. We'll get Bill back here. Let's take our five-minute break at the bottom of the hour. The Bill Michaels Show back after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Hey, hungry? And your heart is ticking for chicken? Well, take a quick turn and a quick trip. Because we got no ordinary chicken. Yeah, go wild with wings. Next level super wings. With trusty sidekicking sauces. Or let's talk tender. Quick chick tenders. Love me tenders. Mm, love me some quick tenders. Ours are bigger, better, tastier. Or if you're feeling good old school comfort fried chicken. We got it. Hand breaded down homier than anywhere. Quick trip. Saving your nuggets from ordinary. Welcome back. Hey, uh, I know this time today you're probably looking outside going, this is great. I don't need to go anywhere. Hell, people are going to want to travel to uh, Wisconsin for this kind of weather, but uh, the weather's going to get cold tomorrow. We all know that. High of 26, I think, is tomorrow what they're saying. Uh, so if you're thinking about getting away, maybe, because I'm looking into this now. Um, Kristen's taking her first cruise uh, beginning on Thursday. She's taking a three-day Friday, Saturday, Sunday, taking a three-day cruise, and then they dock and fly back home on Monday. Um, so this is her first time ever cruising. If she likes it, 
she wants to take another one. So now we're kind of looking into doing this again. I used to take seven-day cruises all the time. Love the Caribbean uh, and all everything down there. And uh, Melissa and Michael over at Dream Vacations, they can set you up. So the really cool thing about it is you find the itinerary you want and you book it now. You put down a small deposit. You can finance it or pay it off throughout the year, whatever it happens to be. But there's a lot of great deals right now. And you can even lock in some of your airfare right now. But whether it's a resort, an all-inclusive, a cruise, maybe a sport travel vacation, let them help you. And one of the coolest things about uh, Michael and Melissa is that they will waive for any you know, active or former military member. They'll waive their service fees for you. Uh, they deal a lot with military members and such and do a lot with them, and they waive their uh, fees for them. So if you're thinking about if you're a military member or such and you're thinking about it, uh, give them a call. Uh, again, 414-208-4221, 414-208-4221. Again, 414-208-4221. Let them help you plan and book your next amazing getaway. And I, I've not taken a cruise in a long time. I really haven't done big vacations in a long time, to be perfectly honest with you. I take off uh, a week every year, and I go to the, the house in Indiana. But beyond that, I really don't haven't traveled a ton other than for my job. But this year we're thinking about booking something for next year and uh, doing like a, a week getaway. So I'm going to give them a call, uh, just like you. And I've already talked to them a little bit about it. But uh, anyway, for uh, for a, a vacation of any sort, 414-208-4221. Good, good stuff. Um. Let's see here. Uh, this is from Jake. Uh, no, Jake, I read that a little bit earlier. We already talked about uh, Brian Gudekinst and David Bakhtiari. Uh, Anthony says, uh, what are the chances that they do bring Bakhtiari back? If he's healthy, uh, he could still be an asset to this offensive line. I'd hate to see Bakhtiari go. I'm wearing a Bakhtiari 69 jersey right now. I think the that Bakhtiari coming back is a remote possibility. Uh, Brian Gutekunst has said numerous times that g- great left tackles, all pro left tackles, good left tackles, whatever, they're hard to find. And Rashid Walker was serviceable. Wasn't great, wasn't terrible, maybe a little above, above average. And the offensive line as a whole, when it came to the pass rush this year, because of the way the offense ran, their passer grades were through the roof. They were really good. One of the better pass protection uh, offensive lines in football this season. But there is something to be said for that anchor protection from the left side. I can't imagine them bringing Bakhtiari back. He would have to really, really prove throughout whatever rehab he's going through that he is 100% healthy. And four surgeries in three years, three and a half years, and rehab, and I I don't know. I don't think I would I'd be taking that chance. I and you're not gonna pay him what you're gonna pay him. We all know that. That would have to be a ma- a monster reduction. Um so I, I just I don't think that I don't think he's going to be back. Um, too big of a question. And if he's not going to be medically cleared to play until training camp, I, I don't think you bring him into training camp only for the fact that if you bring him into training camp and he gets hurt on pr- you know 
practice play one, then you owe him the money. You know? You owe him the money. So I, I think Jordan Love knew what he was working with last year, knew to get rid of the football, got got rid of it quickly. Didn't, you know, didn't run all over and point all over and and all the things that he, you know, normally does. And I that that Aaron Rodgers did in the past, we'll say. So I, I just don't think that I me personally, I don't think that you're gonna hang on to him. That's just my thought. But who knows? Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to chime in, feel free. Go ahead and do so. Again, 877-867-1670. Um, we uh, also, uh, I, I do want to do this for those that missed it in the first hour. Coming up the next hour, uh, Mike Clemens had a lot to say. So I, I want to, uh, we'll play Mike back uh, coming up in the next hour. So for those that didn't get a chance to hear him in the first hour, you get a chance to hear the conversation with Mike down at the Combine from earlier today you'll hear that coming back in the uh in the next hour so stay tuned for that uh rick says bill with dave either restructures or he gets an injury settlement uh they still have june to decide yeah i i don't think there's any rush on that until you have to make a decision but if he's not medically cleared to play until training camp you you have really other than just going through your rehab work you have no way of looking at him so i I can't imagine that he's coming back. Can't imagine it. Not unless he's, you know, in the gym by May squatting 400 pounds and not having a problem with it. Beyond that, I, I can't imagine you bringing him back for anything. That's just that's just my thought. Just my thought. Uh, the drink, drink Caddy Company. Says, hey, Bill, on your next cruise trip, we have the perfect drink caddy for you guys. I built it for our cruise, and we love it, uh, from the drink caddy guy. I'll have to see a picture of it. Is it just for cruises? I, I want to know over on the live stream. Now I have questions. Right? I need to know more. Is it just for cruises? Can I hook it to a golf cart? Can I hook it on the motorcycle? What, you know, I, I want to know. Drink caddy guys, so shoot shoot us a picture. Email me, thebillmichaels at gmail.com, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. Shoot us a picture. We'd love to see it. Uh, there, there's, there's some beverage drinkers here in this program. I can almost guarantee that, no doubt. You mentioned David Bakhtiari, Bill, and I, yeah. I didn't want to interrupt you, but I'm curious. What type of team makes sense for Bakhtiari, right? I, I don't know that a contender would want to have uncertainty with whether he's going to be available or yeah. not. That doesn't seem like a good idea. I don't know why he makes any sense for a team that's rebuilding. I don't – what, what kind of – what's the fit like? You know what I mean? What, where's the demand yeah. coming from for him this season? Well, that's just it. I mean, you're living off of what he's done in the past. And it's, it's a – I mean, if you have if, – if they're saying injury settlement or they just cut him loose and they just pay him, it's kind of like the Russell Wilson deal. You know, we've cut him. We've saved the money. He's now a free agent. He gets paid the, the 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 signing bonus and stuff that he is owed. But beyond that, we're out from underneath it. We saved $20 million. Boom, you're a free agent. David Bakhtiari then would probably sign for, God, a couple million bucks. You know, and I hate to throw it out there like it's no big deal, but I can't imagine that he's going to throw it out there for an exorbitant amount of money. 
I, I just I don't see that happening. I, I think that he would want to catch on with a team that is close but needs a – God, that's a great question. Because if I'm a contender, I probably have my offensive line pretty much set. If I'm a team that is close – but you need an anchor at the offensive line. Maybe you throw a dart at a dartboard and you say, okay, let's see if we can bring Bakhtiari in to anchor our offensive line if he's healthy. But you also have plan B. Um, boy, that's a great question. I mean, the first thought is their offensive line in, in New York is terrible it, it for the Jets. And it would reunite him with Aaron Rodgers and – you know, blah, blah, blah. That, that's probably the best fit. But they're not going to win a championship next year. They're, they're, just, they're just not. It, that team's not that good. So does Bakhtiari want to go and just hang with his buddy and live in New York and get paid? Or does he want a legitimate shot at a ring before he calls it a career? Because you're not going to get it in New York. So I, I don't know where Bakhtiari would go. I'm trying. I mean... Cincinnati's done a pretty good job at bolstering their offensive line. And, and, you know, Joe Burrow, though, gets hurt every year. And that offensive line has not been great. Um, but I, I don't think Cincinnati's going to pay him. Um, they still have not really emphatically replaced Whitworth out in, uh, out in L.A. Maybe he goes to the Rams. And Sean McVay takes a shot at him. Um, but... Man, I'm trying to think of teams that really need you know you need you need more offensive line help in New England, but you're not going to win anything there anytime soon. I don't know. That's that's a great question. Where does he fit? There are positions where maybe it's not ideal when you have a guy who's in and out of the lineup, right? But there are positions like wide receiver. Deshaun Jackson like had hamstring issues forever, and when he was healthy, you'd take him and you would just assume that he would miss some time, right? Like that's how that position can work with left tackle. He, you can't really have a guy that's in and out of the lineup all year long. That's not right. really how offensive line works. So I'm, I, I don't know. I don't know that there's actually a huge demand or a market or a great fit for David Bakhtiari. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's a good question. Uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, please feel free. Go ahead and do so. Uh, again, 877-867-1670. 1670 and uh would love to hear from you i uh uh let's do this we'll step away we'll take a quick break we'll come back we got a lot more to get to hang in there more of the bill michael show coming up and it's coming up right after this this is the bill michael show on the wisconsin sports zone radio network Welcome back. Got some breaking news for you coming up here in a moment. Sad news. Thanks to our friends at Point Brewing for being a part of the program. They have the snow piling out right now. They've got the lager, as always, the IPAs, and then all the summer stuff right around the corner. That's our friends at Point Brewing. And they've got a big festival going on up there as well. So uh, check out the Point Brewing website and their Facebook and Instagram pages. But Point Brewing, brewing excellence since 18. 57 sad news out of the uh, Green Bay Packers 
organization. Uh, Cherry Star has passed away. Bart's uh, longtime wife. Um, they were together. God, how many years? But um, Bart had passed away years ago. We all know that. And the widow of the legendary quarterback, Bart Starr, Cherry Starr, has passed away. Her son said that she passed away peacefully. So Cherry Starr passed away today. That's sad. She was getting kind of frail, um, no doubt. But uh, Bart Starr Jr. said, yes, we did lose mom who passed away so peacefully. Uh, It was a perfect ending. Our sadness not matching our gratitude. Uh, she sure loved and admired all of you there, and we, as we all still do in Green Bay, very best wishes. Uh, she made her final trip to Green Bay in 2022 for a Hall of uh, Packers Hall of Fame induction ceremony, and at the time, uh, the president of the Rawhide Youth Services Ranch, uh, which was founded by Barton Cherry Star, said it was due to her age and health issues and the difficulty of making the trips between Green Bay and her home in Birmingham, uh, Birmingham Alabama, uh, she visited Rawhide where she saw the new Star Youth Home, and she was also at the groundbreaking for that in 2021. Uh, but the Star family had been a huge part of Rawhide uh, and that organization from the very beginning and during the visit in 2021. Longtime Star family friend and founder of Rawhide Youth Services, John Gillespie, remembered the generosity of uh, the Star family as well and uh, talks about when they were talking about all of this, putting this thing together, Bart says, just what do you need from us? And they were so helpful in that for a long, long time. The Packers legend Bart Starr led the franchise in astonishing five NFL titles, the most famous of those games, 1967, the Ice Bowl. And uh, in 2021, Cherry came to Green Bay to witness the dedication of the Bart Starr Memorial Bridge. But, um, yeah, it was a sad day today that uh, that, that era of Packers lore has uh, passed on. Passed on. So, Jerry, did you ever get a chance to meet Cherry Star Grant? I did not. Uh, yeah. Nor Bart. It's just, you know, anytime they would come back to Lambeau or anytime I'd watch a Packer documentary, I mean, no one has a bad thing to say about that family. Or no. About Bart as a leader no. or about their impact on, on the city and the team and the franchise and really yeah. the whole state. No, I, I completely. What's really eerie is, and I don't know if you do this, and maybe you're not old enough to do this, but. Um, I still have Bart's and Cherry's individual cell phones in my phone. And I, for, I just can't bring myself to delete it. Do you ever have anything like that happen? Not that comes to mind. I mean, give it some years and then it'll... Like my dad, my mom's cell phones are still in my phone. Yeah. You know, that's obvious. But uh, there's been a couple of people that have passed away that I knew and got to know really well. And I just, I can't bring myself to delete them out of my phone. And I know those phone numbers have since been passed on and they've moved on, whatever, you know, there was a guy that used to write for the uh, Milwaukee journal Sentinel, really good guy. Um, and, and I, he, to some, he was not good to me. He was always great. A guy named Tim Capris and he did the, uh, the radio and TV articles in the journal Sentinel. And when I first came to town, he just, he gave me a raving review and, we had we had been out a couple of times and gone to lunch and just talked philosophically uh, about the business. And Tim was such a good guy and would listen and critique and, and really, I don't want to say mentor, but gave me a lot of tips. And to this day, I still have Tim's name in my phone, too. I just never got rid of that. But there's quite a few people in there now that, uh, unfortunately, the list has grown. But Cherry Star passing away today. 
So Bart and Cherry uh, back to enjoying football games together. There you go. Uh, we got another hour yet to go. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next.